0: Oxford Street and I just wasn't gonna go there was was simply no way I was going to that
1: he's known (laughs) her since she was nine you you can't be thinking that way about a nine-year-old like I don't know that's such a common thing it's like dude yeah like I brush my teeth while he takes a dump like it's so cute Um, so this week
0: I learned that I can convince myself that grooming is okay Welcome back to Critical Banter,
2: where you take the best bits from your favorite late night shows and package them into a podcast. On today's episode, we'll be giving you relationship advice on unqualified, unsolicited and uncomfortable, as well as the correct social etiquette in these trying times on Mind Your Matters. So before all that, to wrap up the week is me, Miguel.
0: Uh, we've got Rohit. G'day, g'day. And we've got San as well. Howdy. Um I guess this week we should probably start with an apology. Um so last week, if you guys listened, we talked about Australia's greatest drug, drug smugglers and we talked about obviously the goat Chappelle and um cocaine Cassie. But what we did uh, what we did fail to mention was uh the Bali Nine. Um mm. and Ooh. and that was actually shameful from us, and so we will from the bottom of our hearts, we will apologize to Andrew, Myron, and the other seven. Wow. <laughs> But, you know, there is an argument for them to be, you know, the goat of the Aussie drug drug smugglers. But I guess that's a discussion for another week. Mm. Um, This week, there's quite a few that happened, uh, quite a few things that happened. Um, So Donald Trump, we don't really talk much about him um, because it's low-hanging fruit, uh, frankly, and we're above that here. Um, But he did suggest, I don't know if you guys saw this, but he suggested that as a vaccine for COVID that we should be injecting people with disinfectant. It's like, you know, getting your Dettol or your hand sanitizer, and just straight... Fucking like a, like a meth dealer, just like injecting that shit into your veins. Um, <laughs> and so literally the next day, like all the doctors in like the US, like all the unions are like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Don't put any kind of disinfectant into your body at all. And then Trump came out and said, no, I was being sarcastic, boys. Like, you know, it was just a sarcastic question. <laughs>
1: Read the room, fellas. Like, what's going on? Here?
0: <laughs> but if you actually go back and watch the video, dude, the man was being dead set serious <laughs> about injecting disinfectant into your body.
1: So I, yeah. I went on the exact same train as you said because I saw the the disinfectant. And then I went and rewatched the original video to see if he was, you know, being sarcastic or seemed sarcastic. Yeah, none of that. There's um,
0: not a hint of irony in his voice.
1: Yeah, but like the the, the real question, like the what happened was apparently people were like ringing up their you know hospitals and things like that, saying, "Is this legitimate advice?" Donald Trump must be the biggest troll. Like he's literally like in the middle of a pandemic and he's just sending, he's like misdirecting people, sending them the wrong way. Just having a good time, all around good time with it.
0: He's basically us on the podcast, just you know, with a lot of power and influence, yeah, with
1: a bigger platform.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, uh, sad news this week. Um, our good friend, Kim Jong-un, um, he had heart surgery earlier this month and now reports are saying that he's uh dead. Passed away this morning, no? Well, the reports came out? Yeah, so some reports saying he's dead. Some are saying he's fine. Some are saying he's in a vegetable state. Um, so really, no one knows. But uh, <laughs> our thoughts and prayers go out to Kim Jong-un in this uh trying times. Is um, it almost
1: appropriate to have a, a one minute silence? Uh, I feel like our entire
0: audience have been doing that this entire time they've been listening so far. Um, but... uh. Another good news uh, sport will be back soon boys the NRL said they'll be back on May 28th and German football said that they might be back on May 9th that's that's good I'm looking forward to that but I'm not sure how the NRL is going to do it like we're, right now we're all still on home and we will be indoors at least for another few months so I don't so I think they're playing behind closed doors they haven't actually said anything so uh, no one really knows. Isn't
2: it like Channel 9 is saying for them not
0: to start it? Yes, yeah, so like there's like a lot of That's where I read something like that. So yeah, there's like a fight between Foxtel and Channel 9, the broadcasters of the NRL. And there's just a whole lot of shit show. And like, they're supposed to be kicking off in a month. And they haven't even said how long the season's going to be. They haven't said where they're going to play games, if it's going to be behind closed doors. So it's really, it's just par for the course for the NRL, really.
1: So what I reckon people should do, why don't they just like self-isolate as a team? You know what I mean? 'Cause if they're if they're worried about the spread, why don't they just all live in the same house, big brother, I like big brother, train together, <laughs> do all that stuff, and then they'll be fine. Worst
2: comes to worst, you have a spin off
0: series you can upload.
2: <laughs> There's no sport, you've got the big brother. Paramount Eels edition.
1: I, I don't I see no downsides with this idea.
0: That's actually a pretty good idea. Dude, we should be sending this into the NRL.
1: It's actually not a bad idea. You get a reality like, yeah, show yeah, out of it lose, You well. Know, you lose the you know, your family and stuff, but like For our entertainment, get around it. So in uh, other news this week,
0: Virgin Australia, well, the now ironically named Virgin Australia got absolutely fucked this week as they got put (laughs) into uh, voluntary administration. Um, And so now, you know, we've been playing Monopoly online. Uh, Good old Qantas have a monopoly in real life. uh, So good on them. Congratulations
1: to them. So my my stock tip of, you know, investing in the airline company seems to be going well as long as you invest in Qantas.
2: (laughs) As long as you invest in the right aviation (laughs) company and not the wrong aviation company.
0: (laughs) Um, also this week, the Ruby Princess, uh, that damn ship, has finally left Australian waters. Um, and so that's a return to normal uh, Australian behavior in sending boats back. So that's good. Mm. That's pissing off to where it, wherever it came from. I actually don't know. <laughs> and then in final news this week, schools uh, was announced that schools will be back this week. Oh, sorry, not this week, this term. And they're doing one day a week. Now, Ro, your brother's still in school. So how's that going to work?
1: Yeah, I think keys. I think they're on a Tuesday, so like Year Tens go back one day, Year Elevens go back another day, etc. Um, etc. Cetera, et cetera. I actually think they should be prioritising the Year Twelve because they've got the HSC and whatnot, right? But Year Twelve's
2: fine, dude. They've got Eddie Wu online to teach them maths, bro. They're fine. Just watch those videos, dude.
1: That guy, that guy, legitimately got me through Year Twelve. You barely scraped past, so I don't <laughs> think that's a good indictment of his quality of teaching. No, he's saying he would
0: have failed without him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got a low band five, but. He, he brought me there. That's all that matters.
2: A band three to a band five is great improvement, bro. Yeah, I back it.
1: Speaking of Eddie Wu, actually, funny story. I, I watched his uh, TED Talk the other week. Uh, Was it me, a TED Talk or it. TEDx?
0: Yeah. Wait,
1: he's got a TED Talk. Mate, the, the man is big. Woo-tube. The man is literally... Woo-tube. <laughs> <old Woo-tube. laughs> the man literally is a, is a massive celebrity here. He's got... Oh, hold on.
0: Did he just go up there and talk about differentiation or something? Like, Mate, what's...
1: I may as well. He may as well like, he's got some insightful things to say because I uh, I wrote down what he said just because I thought it was unreal. <laughs> you like, wrote it down. The best quote <laughs> I've ever heard in Did my life. Did you take notes during
0: YouTube's TED? Go on, tell us. <laughs>
1: That's how <laughs> profound it was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he sat at home with the, with the TED Talk up with his notebook just writing notes. Look,
1: obviously I didn't go into the TED Talk thinking I was going to write notes, but the man was speaking words like, There is a mathematical reality woven to the fabric of the universe that you share with winding rivers, towering trees, and raging storms. If that doesn't give you goosebumps, I don't know what will. That's poetry.
0: Colorful imagery. I just didn't know Roy was such a big fan of Wootube.
1: Mate. (laughs) This isn't isn't news to me. So... It actually all started, um, yeah, in in year eleven in, during the prelim years, and YouTube spat out the algorithm and gave me a a video of Eddie's. I think one of his famous ones. He's like, he, even YouTube knew you were struggling. That he gave me a good video. I watched. <laughs> okay, that's there's no need for that. Look, all I'm going to say is this: Eddie Woo is my god. Dude, that algorithm's so smart, and I will worship him till the day I die. Beautiful.
0: Um, but that, anyway, that's that's uh, all for my stuff for the log. Bro, what have you got?
1: Yeah, so um I forgot to tell this story actually. Uh, better times happened. Basically, I was at a wedding um in India the other couple like like two months ago, thereabouts. And so I was basically at this big fat Indian wedding. Um and out of the corner of eye, I spot a foreigner and this guy was this journey. Was <laughs> well he was Asian, he could have been anyway. Would you but... the foreigner? You're <laughs> in India. Okay, well, I'm brown, all right. I'm not, I don't look like a foreigner. I am a foreigner, but I don't look a little like A racist. One. No. And so, basically, what happened was, I look out the corner of my eye and I see this Asian guy at this Indian wedding. He was like the only non-brown person there. So I go up to him and just basically start talking to him, making him feel included and whatnot. Um. So he. So basically, the I know the bride and she studies in America, and so they've flown from America to India to have their wedding. And this guy is also flown from America to India to be at the wedding. And then, you know, you go to the small, go through the small chit-chat, you know, how do you know the bride or the groom, which side, blah, blah, blah. So, he also knows the bride and he's like, yeah, I actually study at university with her. Um, I've known her for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, my, uh, my question is this actually, like tell me, fellas, you know, what is the fastest you've invited someone or been invited to Um you know, with, with knowing someone in, in general.
2: Yeah, so I've I've got one. So when I f when I first got my PlayStation boys, I added people based on like their Facebook. So I've added like musty Facebook friends on my PlayStation list, right? And then one night last year when you boys went on Fortnite, probably actually doing something with your lives, I saw like this person was online. So I'm like, you know what, you wanna, you know, play a bit of Fortnite tonight? And we played for about a week, and then out of nowhere the following week, I got a Facebook invite to a 21st birthday party.
1: One week, one week after. After a week of Fortnite. Mate, that's impressive. Yeah. That was a quick turnaround. you wiggled it in pretty well there. That's that's crazy. Like, because It was a, uh, yeah, go on. on. On Fortnite, I guess there's not really a huge amount of interaction. Like, what were you talking about? Were you talking deep things, like getting to know her, like, personally? Or were you just saying, you know, I've got the shotgun, give me the shotgun, <laughs> drop it?
2: <laughs> I've got the assault rifle, come here. Nah, no, just
0: general chat, like, how have you been, blah, 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 blah. Nothing too deep, nothing too personal. To be fair though, if she was playing Fortnite, she probably didn't have many mates anyway. So
1: <laughs> yeah, She was looking to fill up numbers. man. you were just a bit of a quota. <laughs> uh,
0: I'll take it. It was an open bar. It was free food. I'm not complaining. That's fair enough. You've profited nicely off that one. Um, yeah, I've got two similar things with 21st as well. So I started my first job at Vodafone like in December of 2016 and literally I got invited to one of the guys uh, 21st in like at the beginning of February 2017. So it was like two months I'd known him. I'd barely worked with him, and he invited me to his twenty-first.
1: I reckon, I reckon two months. I would have said two months is is a pretty long time. But if yeah, did you it's a reasonable mean, time? How big was the gathering? Was it like tens of
0: people, hundreds of people? Dude, that night was like pissing down in the rain, and it was like in Oxford <laughs> Street, and I just wasn't gonna go. There was, there was simply no way I was going to that. <laughs> I didn't even go. Disrespect. <laughs> it was raining. It was far away. I didn't know anyone. There was no chance. Um, and similarly, uh, I had. There's one of our mutual friends. Um, uh, he. Had a 21st last year as well, and I met him maybe twice, and then he invited me to his 21st. Similar thing, it was in the city. I don't know anyone there, so again, I didn't go.
1: <laughs> How many people do you reckon you'll need to know before you go to a an event?
0: I need to... Mm, at least... I'm happy with just one other person. Nah, that isn't the host. I need at least four or five, I reckon. You're not going to hang around with one person the entire party, right? So if they leave, what are you going to do?
2: No, but at the N- start, you just meet that person. I'm sure that per if hopefully that person knows other people. Mm, yeah. That's your clique. That's your group for the night. Uh, fair. Huh? It, it's it's like thinking. starting a
1: Mexican wave. Fucking hell. You've got to you've got to start with a minimum of like seven or eight people. That's apparently the minimum number of people needed to start a Mexican wave. So I, I'm gonna take that philosophy. I reckon seven or eight people get around that. I was a group, go together. Seven or eight people, are not starting a Mexican seven wave. I'm eight. sorry, I'm not starting a Mexican They're not wave. Not starting a Mexican I'm wave. I'm telling you, it's. I'll find the link and I'll send the video that I, that I found it from. But it's a legitimate thing. But the reason why I say seven and eight because like I don't know, I don't know about you guys during parties, but I tend to stick pretty close. I don't really like to. It's just an effort to go and talk to new people. You know what I mean? I much yep. prefer just like sitting in the group, chilling out. You know, finding an area of the party that just yeah, like is it, isn't it the yore.
2: stereotype. Is like us boys sitting in the
0: corner with other people from our school isn't that the yeah and I'll happily lean into that stereotype I'm very you know can't be bothered meeting new people I'll just stick to the people I know thank you very much we go to a party just to tell in jokes amongst our friends yeah because yeah. I have to explain a lot of my behaviour to people who I've never <laughs> met and then after, very
2: unexplainable behaviour and then <laughs> I have to explain
0: excusable. my niche humour and then that's just too much of an effort
2: So, this segment is unsolicited, unqualified and uncomfortable. It's where us three very single blokes give you advice on your relationship issues or anything else regarding your relationship. So, roe has got a few uh, issues for us to go through.
1: Yeah. So, a couple of the listeners have, have written in. Um, thank you kindly. So, we first got uh, John and he said, I've been on dating apps for two years now and I've literally been on a grand total of zero dates. I just don't Yikes. think I'm an attractive guy, but I'm starting to lose hope and feeling unlovable. Any help would be appreciated. So, what do we have advice? Uh, what are these the advice for John? After two wow.
0: years, if you've only been on, I mean, like, what's what, what are you on dating apps for then? At that point, like, yeah,
2: surely a dating app is a is a quick hookup. It's not a it's not a long con.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I mean, like after two years, surely after like one year, like if you have zero, you give up. Like, why do you continue <laughs> do you reckon, going into the second year? Do you reckon he's
2: had it for two years continuously, or over two years he's got it, deleted it? Reinstalled
1: it, deleted it. Some from personal experience, when you go into the void of zero <laughs> matches, um you still do the uh, the old reinstall, back install, then reinstall again. Have the um, same profile yet hope they they match you by the fifth time. No, yeah, but I, th- I think we got to I think we got to delve into a little bit more here. First of all, like is he? I don't, he hasn't specified whether he's not getting matches, so I assume because he's saying he's an attractive, uh, he's not an unattractive guy. I think he's getting matches. But he's not getting dates, which means I think his chat is bad. The conversation is not going anywhere. We got to know what you're talking about, you know. So, man, you're on Tinder, like you know, you're on Tinder, right? So, like in terms of a good profile, what are the uh, what are the things that he needs to have as a guy? Photos and bio and
2: shit. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. As a guy. Okay. No, I think the first photo is key. It's got to be a nice. Mm. It's got to be a nice photo of you. It can't be a photo of like five people. That's what pisses <laughs> me off. Like when someone has. You know, photos of their mates. If, uh, fine, first photo, fair enough. But if the others are on your own, fair enough. But if all the photos are with other people, brother, it's clear you don't have self confidence in yourself. Mm. You got it from your photos. You got to show some self confidence.
1: All right. So he's got to be yeah. confident in just yourself. So have have a have a photo of yourself. Make it a good photo. Obviously, portrait mode. I reckon. Get around that a little bit more. It's always a uh, good to highlight the aesthetics, but if his chat's bad, I think I think more than that, that's a deep seated issue. That's a that's a hard fix. <laughs> you know, I, I think he's got to practice a bit more on like, you know, actual women instead of you know hopping on Tinder and and, and talking. Be talking catfished back. by God knows who. Mm.
2: No, but I feel you know dating apps they're not a true reflection of you know your your game per se because dating apps could be very hey how you gone when you meet people. So don't lose hope is what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: Don't lose all faith. <laughs>
1: Sen's, Sens told him to just give up, champ.
0: Like, you're done. <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, look, I'm, I'm a realistic person. You know, if you've got like no dates on two years, you know, you're not going to get another, another date this year. You're not going to get a date next year. Just give up.
1: Past performance is not an indicator of future performance. Yeah, look, may,
0: maybe something, you know, a miracle might happen and you might get a date. But I think just overall, <laughs> just a broken clock is right twice
1: a day. Spe- speaking of financials, um, maybe you you know, Diversify the portfolio a little bit. Maybe also hinge, what is that, Bumble? Surely after
2: two years, he's, you know, sprinkled himself in all these different apps. I'm glad you brought this up, mate.
0: If you haven't, mate, you should. Mm. I am thinking you should be delving into the paid dating apps, so you're like Oasis fans. (laughs) No, you're Your Christian mingles, because that's where you get the real desperates.
1: <laughs> that's, that's true. That I think, you know what? That's actually not a bad point. Shadi.com, all those things are all paid apps. It's where, you know, once you struck out on the free versions, you've got to go into a bit more of a niche where people are more and more desperate, which might actually, you're right, they might actually be of more help there.
0: Look, no, 100%. I'm, I'm a couple of months away from joining up to Sharty.com and Christian mingle, like, that's mm-hmm. for like, the third time. If you're. <laughs> If you're paying for these services, you are desperate. You're scraping the barrel. pay-to-win.
1: Dating is pay-to-win. Yeah, (laughs) Is that what we're saying? It's (laughs) like loot boxes, (laughs) Every day of the week. All right, John, those are our advices. Uh, Look, next one comes in from Harry. Hey, Critical Banter, I have a dilemma. Um, So my friend Jackie is turning 28 this year. He's secretly dating my other friend, uh, Mark's sister. Let's call her Jess, who's now 19. I know this is all legal, but me and Harry... Uh, have known. I oh, mean, Jackie. Sorry, have known Mark since first year uni, which I was, which was ten years ago when Jess was nine. Should I tell Mark about their relationship, or should I keep quiet because it's a legal and consenting relationship? Any help would be appreciated. So I butchered that a little bit, but essentially, oh, what's yeah, happened
2: is break it down. Break it down for us.
1: Essentially, what's happened is um, he's got a friend who's basically dating a mate's younger sister. Uh, and they're dating now and it's all legal and fine but the fact is he's known her since she was nine so what do mm. we think about that should he actually keep quiet or tell Mark that it's it's uh there's something going on well first of all we've got
2: to
0: know why why is he keeping it a secret you know is he guilty in in the legal field we call this grooming mm. um, that's that's the official term for us <laughs> is, is there evidence well yeah he said he's known her since she was what four or something what was it again Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's it's not much better, but yeah, if you've known someone, that means they trust you. If you've known them for that long, they had to trust in you from a young age. Look, I'm not speaking mm. from
1: experience here. I'm just saying that <laughs> grooming is a very I real. Mean, your thing. Your advice is oddly specific. Yeah. I, I think you're right, but I think I think straight away, like this is just ringing alarm bells all day long. And he's got to tell Mark about the relationship, like. First of all, yeah, like you were saying before, they're keeping it secret, which obviously means that he's he knows he's doing something wrong. Maybe just just
2: a general thing—you don't want your
0: mate to know you're doing this stuff. Maybe he's ashamed.
1: Do we reckon he has something? Does
0: he does he have something to be ashamed of? Oh uh, well, Obviously, if he's keeping it a secret, right? Otherwise, he'd be telling everyone. He obviously knows he's done something wrong, or. He's not proud of what he's done. I think we're painting him to be a very shady character right now, and I think he that's could unfair uh, on him. Innocent little man. Exactly. No. We've very much gone down this road of him being some sort of predator,
1: bro. He's literally. We
2: always go down that road. He, he's
1: taken her since she was nine, though. That is. She that
2: has is <laughs> taken <old>. her? <laughs> use a different word.
1: <laughs> no. Okay. So this this does remind me. Like there was a, there was a um as a tennis player Stan Wawrinka basically he had a happy family, happy wife for a couple of years. And then he's basically divorced his wife for her. he's traded in for a newer model, um, and that newer model he's happened to know her since she was fifteen. Mm, that's um, similar yeah, sort look- of situation, and just straight away, what's your instinct telling you, boys? I'm saying that's all kinds of yeah. How are you going? So I'm thinking, are they still together? Uh, they are still together. Question. But yeah, does there that you go. Do the what, what is it? Do the ends justify the means? You know, does that make it okay? Just but we together? do we know the means are non-see? They sound noncy, dude. They sound too noncy for my liking. Just intuitively, you're thinking he's known her since she was nine. You you can't be thinking that way about a nine-year-old. Like, I don't know. It's just like if my family friends that I have, they're younger than me. Like, I would never, I never or would never think of them in that light. They're like off limits completely.
0: Look, I'm I'm all about like, you know, upgrading your phone every two years. There's nothing wrong with that. But like basically what, what Stan has done, going back to Stan, he's basically gone to the the production factory back in China and picked it up before they've even assembled it. <laughs> Actually going on the Stan thing, um, what Elvis did, uh, the king himself, he, he I think he, he basically found this girl who was like twelve or thirteen and he like basically adopted her and then waited until he she was like eighteen and then married her. So he took her to his house and then groomed her for Lack of a better word, and then married her when he was eighty. So what I'm trying to say is, if Elvis can do it, then it's fine for everyone. The King did it; it's all, it's all good. I've somehow done a 180 here, and I've. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: so, so you're back in. I've I've forgot his name, but you're back in old mate and his relationship.
0: To be honest, I don't even know anymore.
2: <laughs> but, all right. So the guy who wrote in Devil's Advocate is it any of his business? But,
0: I mean, yes. It's not his sister. Yeah, it's not him in a relationship. What is it like if you're if you're not doing the bullying? If you're just a bystander, you're equally as bad. <laughs> Same principle. <laughs> so, he, so if he doesn't do anything, he's a bystander to grooming. Is what uh,
1: we're saying. I've got to I've got to be on that side, just out of principle. Yeah, dude. If he's
0: if he's doing nothing, he might as well just be doing the grooming as well at that point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just as bad, maybe
2: even worse, mate. So exactly. <laughs> you should you should uh step in.
1: All right. Finally, um, this person wanted to be anonymous, so we'll keep them. We'll keep that name just another grooming story. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. Although I get a bit worried <laughs> when I hear the anonymous submissions. Exactly. This guy has uh, basically gone. My twenty-four-year-old girlfriend. He said he'll keep this one short, uh, but it's not short at all. So I'm going to paraphrase. Um, basically, what's happened is he started living with his girlfriend for about a year now. And then since they've moved in together, the girlfriend's gotten a bit too comfortable. uh, And he says he's finding it really hard to stay attracted to her. So some of the examples of the things that she'll do is pee with the door open and she thinks it's funny. Apparently she belches louder than everyone or anyone I've ever heard, 15 to 20 times a day. That is a bit excessive. Uh, Tells me in detail about her number twos stuff like do not go in there, I just blew that toilet up. And the biggest red flag is that she's put on over 40 kilos. And refuses to do anything about it. So he asks, am I just stuck with this version of my girlfriend now? Every time I tell her uh, I have issues with some of the things she does, she just stones walls me and says, this is the way I am. Don't try and change me.
0: Uh, that sounds pretty toxic. It sounds like he's um, dating a high school boy as well with the belching <laughs> and the, the proud of the shits that they do. At any point did he wait,
2: sorry, did he say he still like loves her or something? <laughs> <laughs> no... Because like because like there's no contract, you can leave, bro. Like, I don't understand. If you have these these many problems, you can leave.
1: Uh I they're assume that the them. the reason why they're still together or he's trying to, you know, work it out is because they've moved in together. That adds a layer of complexity to it.
2: Yeah, but isn't that what isn't that a thing? Like before you marry someone, for example, you gotta live with them first to see how they are, how they really live and how they really are. So if you can't deal with this, mate. It's not going any further,
1: surely. I think, but you know how like couples say, you know, I have to poo in front of my partner because that, you know, builds trust or whatever. You know, is this just a more extreme version of that? I've never heard that, firstly. (laughs) No, that's such a common thing. It's like, dude, yeah, like I brush my teeth while he takes a dump. Like, it's so cute.
2: Isn't it the thing like you taste with your nose? So when you're brushing your teeth, (laughs) (laughs) like the aromas, you just taste them while you're brushing your teeth. Just a side thought. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah, well, they they do say that, you know, smelling is half the flavor, right? If you've got a blocked nose, you can't taste the food as much. I don't know what this has to do with anything, but <laughs> the a culinary lesson. Sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> no, but I was, I was saying, look, is it, look, maybe the reason why she does this, I'm delving into the female psyche here a little bit. Maybe the reason yeah, that but... she says all these things is because potentially, or, or does all these things is because she just wants to build a level of trust with her boyfriend. It's just a more extreme version of, yeah, pooing with the door open, um, peeing in front of each other, etc.
2: What What I'm getting from this is she's very comfortable right now, like too Absolutely. like complacent, really. The fact he's already brought it up as well and she's just like, nah, if you can't handle me at my best, what is it? Can't handle me at my worst, you can't have me at my best, exactly. basically what she's saying. So she's the alpha in the
0: relationship right now.
1: <laughs> she's setting the ground. Right. She's wearing the pants. But I think, I think to Miguel's point though, back to, you know, the topic, um, I reckon... Miguel's right. You know, you're, you're living together to figure out if you're going to marry that person, um, if you believe in marriage. So there's nothing stopping you to leave. And I reckon that's, you know, if she's saying she doesn't want to change, you can't change anyone. I like that. It's good advice. So you're saying just drop her. I reckon. Yeah. If she's if she's told us that, you know, she's going to say the same for the foreseeable future, I think it's time to do a stand and uh, move on to a new model. Did you say um she also gained forty kilos? <laughs> yeah, 40 that kilo. is <laughs> yikes. Dude. I was I was gonna sidestep that as like you know we'll see that we'll say the red flags with the the belching twenty times a day. Nah, look, no, look, no judgment there, but like, how do you gain forty kilos? It's like, you it's be, dude, you have to
0: do? You have to be purposely trying to gain weight at that point.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have to make a conscious effort, like daily.
0: season, 30. baby. You have to be going out of your way. <laughs> that's, dude, that's how, that's how like beta this guy is.
1: That's almost <laughs> impressive. Like that's almost a reason to stay with her. She's got that kind of determination. <laughs> and commitment.
2: She's got the commitment. She's got the drive. <laughs> so this segment is Mind Your Manners. It's where we'll be discussing the do's and don'ts and correct etiquette to help you out of your next awkward social scenario. So today we'll be going through some Rona specific social situations. So to start off, a big one we, we've we all faced is shopping about how the process has changed and you know how Woolies and Coles and all of them have changed you know, what you can and can't do. So we'll start off is parking. So when I went to IKEA the other day, boys, they've actually blocked off adjacent car spots. So you can't park next to other people anymore. Have you guys see anything like this?
1: No, the the shopping center I went to last week um, still had that that kind of thing. But I was thinking more in terms of just like parking in general. You know what I mean? Like when do you turn into the, the spot? If it's two competing cars going for the same spot, what do we do?
2: Have you ever, have you ever seen that in real life when people argue about, you know, I was there first? I you know, seen you always it. see those videos on Facebook.
1: Yeah, no, that is that is that is classic Facebook video, but I've never seen it in person. Like I've been in the situation where I was competing and I got the other guy to back down basically because I was just like closer to the spot and he just thought he had, you know, rights to it. I reckon the, the rule is if you've got your indicator on first, slide into the spot. Yeah, first come, first serve. Indicator? Dude, so wait,
0: I could be like 100 meters away from the spot, but if I start indicating back then, it's all good. Is that what you're saying?
1: No, obviously, there's some sort of, you know, nuance to it. If you, you get like, there
0: first, you get it. That's,
1: you that's can't give out
0: this rule and say there's nuance to it. You've got to give a <laughs> set rule, mate.
1: 10 meters, give or take, first one to put the indicator on. It's like a shootout.
0: But um, no, to go back to your point about the parking spots, no. So I went to... um three shopping centers in the last two days. um, And all of them, you could just park next to each other. I was wondering, as I was driving into the first one, I was like, crap, do I park next to someone? Is that weird? So I did actually go park like off to the side a bit, like away from the other cars. But I did see many people parking next to each other.
2: Yeah, that's what my yeah, mum said. I was with my mom. She's like, park at the other end of the car park. Let's not go near
1: anyone. Let's social distance. I'm yeah, like, brother, that's,
2: that's fine. a bit. <laughs> it's a bit fun. Yeah. And it, and she literally meant the other side of the car park. <laughs> that's,
1: an, that's an extra walk. That's just too much exercise that I'm willing exactly. to do. Exactly. It's
2: shocking. All right. So so the next one I've noticed as well is when you actually enter the store. So our local Wooly Senny, I've, I walked in the other day. And there was a security guard standing outside the door. He had a spray bottle of hand
0: sanitizer. Have you seen this? No. So um, I, I drove to that shopping. Uh, sorry, that Woolies yesterday and then there was a lot of cars. It looked pretty packed. So I drove past it and I saw there was a lot of people. So I just sacked it and just kept driving and went back home. <laughs> so, so no, I didn't actually see it. No,
2: literally though, the guard stops you, asks to have your hands out and fucking bottle sprays your hands with God knows what liquid. Yeah. he's just, just got to walk concoction. in the store like that. <laughs>
1: I've got something with that as well. Like there's, when I walked into my Kmart, I walked there yesterday uh, and there's two people now. There's one person counting how many people are coming in. And there's another person counting how many people are coming out. And like the girl who was counting the people who were coming out looked like so stressed, like unbelievably stressed because people are obviously kind of exiting at a more rapid pace. And so like, she's like mumbling under her breath, like 39, 40, 41, 42.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and going in, there's Only one place you can go in, whereas going out, there's so many aisles. (laughs) Like, how do you keep track?
1: She had to like, yeah, exactly. She had to turn her head one way, turn her head the other way, just like (laughs) counting numbers. And I'm just like, I was like, sorry, I'm so sorry. Was she like
0: a bouncer? Like you tried to walk in and she's like, nah, sorry, mate, not tonight. We're we're at capacity.
1: (laughs) I didn't say
2: that. (laughs) No, but one of the other shopping centers I was at, so yeah, there was someone counting how many people going in. I didn't see anyone counting how many people going out. I literally was curious. I was looking. Where is this person
0: counting how many people going out? There was none.
1: Yeah. What's the point of how counting how many people going out? I don't see the point. <laughs> At that point, he's just doing simple math.
0: <laughs> so um, no. So today was the first time I went to a grocery store in a while since they brought in all these measures. And so like I saw there was like a group of like maybe 10 people just standing outside, like waiting to go in. But like there was no security guard. There was no one like, tr- like telling people to go in or out. So they were all just standing there, and I just waltzed my way in. I could just feel like <laughs> ten elderly white people just like staring at the back of my head, this cool. carefree brown guy just walked in. So they so they just like lined up on their own accord. There yeah, was no eye yeah, yeah. uh, telling them no, to like wait. Exactly. So I just walked in. I like, whatever.
2: That's on them. All right. So the next ones like when you're actually in the store, boy. So you say you went shopping today. How how does that go? Like they say, keep a trolley
0: apart. That's the that's the measure. But I don't know. I, so when I again, so when I went today, I just wanted to pick up a few things. So I just I just did like a beeline straight to the milk. Then I went to like get coffee, and then I just like yeah, just kind of very ping ponged like off through the aisles as quick as I could, and then just jetted as soon as I
1: can. Like I didn't really try to loiter around. Do you guys have a a strategy when you go grocery shopping? Like do you go milk first? What's the order that you you tend yeah, to go? I, and- I
0: always attack the milk first.
2: I go milk last, mate. All the frozen cold goods do that last. Get the get the things that you can keep in the trolley for like an hour so it doesn't go bad just in case. Like ice cream won't melt. It will
0: melt, so you leave that last. Uh, like okay. bread, you can leave that in your cart. Uh, so like I was only in there for like five minutes, so it didn't really matter for me. Oh, five minutes is gung-ho.
1: Usually the frozen the frozen stuff is like... um Is hard, you know what I mean? It's like the ice cream is a hard container. The milk is like fairly hard. Whereas the bread is like much softer. So if you're putting the ice cream and the milk and stuff on top of the bread, that squishes down, don't you think? Or you could... Take the bread
2: out of the cart, put the ice cream when you get it in, and put the bread on top. That's too many steps. That's it's not. It's not steps. a set position in your cart once you put it in. It's locked. It's not like Buddy. It's not Tetris Buddy. It's, it's not, not Tetris. It's not you can move. <laughs> you can move it around.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, maybe I got to think ahead. But have you, do you guys like know where everything is in the supermarket? Like, have you learned the layout of your store? Are you a local? Yeah. So with the local Woolies, I pretty much know.
0: Like the layout of it. Like if you've been going to it for like many years, and like if you're going a couple of times a week, then you more or less know it like the back of your hand.
1: So, many we used to we used to do like you know basically refilling stock at a at a retail chain, right? And so like you know sometimes you'd move around the different areas. So like for example, the toys would go into you'd have the toy section, but the giraffe toy would go into a different location. I feel like my Woolies and my grocer they do it a lot. Like they just move around stuff everywhere. So every time I go back to the same location, it's like they've done a Houdini act. <coughs>
2: the <laughs> <A> Houdini act <laughs> uh, to be in my local shopping centers they're pretty stable they don't move around much mm. it's jarring when they move it but
1: I might have to I might have to look for a new local I think it's.
2: alright so the last part is when you're actually paying boys so I've seen when you line up for like any the self-service or cashier they actually have marks on the ground now that show you oh stand here stand here stand here so it's like 1.5 meters apart which
0: is yeah. pretty interesting yeah you see that a lot like in a lot of places so I went to a couple of different shops today and they have like I swear most people are like when they're walking, they're just looking at the ground. <laughs> you're just trying to see like where the markings are. You're trying to see how how far you can be from other people. Um one thing I did notice with the, the checkouts though is they've all got like the um the plexiglass now in front of all the people. Jeez. And It's like it's jarring as fuck. It's <laughs> like you're staring at robbery. someone. Yeah, it literally is. It's like it's like the um, You reckon it's bulletproof? Of course not, no. Um it's like hammerproof, I reckon, but definitely not bulletproof.
1: <laughs> I um I I didn't even realise they did non-self-serve anymore like i've always just been usually i'm a fan of the human interaction like i never go to the self-serve checker i always get someone to do it for me but like nowadays no you guys are shaking your heads what's going on (laughs)
0: Dude, self-serve is it. You don't have to talk to anyone. You don't have to look at <laughs> I anyone. I agree. Just scan your items, pay, and then piss off. I don't know. Sometimes the cashiers look a bit lonely. Yeah, well, I'd also look
1: lonely if I had to work a 12-hour shift. At, at <laughs> I reckon
2: maybe, maybe they want to just stand there and not
0: do work. Get paid for doing nothing. Let them get their free money. No,
1: time stands still when you're not talking. No,
0: I was going to say the biggest scam of a job is the guy who um, stands there, like, monitoring the self-serve.
1: Yeah, it's
2: the yeah worst every time someone goes off, he just has to swipe his card, put his passcode and go back to doing
1: fuck all. <laughs> like I'm such a rookie at the self-serve now that I've been doing it. I always have that like unexpected, you know, bread in the oh, baggage man. area. And like that person- Bro, you scan and you put
2: it in the bagging area. It's simple. It's such a simple process.
1: There are so many variables that come with that. Like, you know, sometimes you just scan a chocolate bar and you don't think it's worth putting it on the actual counter itself that weighs it. So you just chuck it in the bag.
0: Right, so does anyone else have any other social situations they've come across? Yeah, I'm just going to steal one from my cousin. Um, so, he, so actually, no, first first question. Boys, have you got your flu shots yet? Oh, I got mine the other day, actually.
1: Rowie? I was really looking forward to getting my flu shot. Like, my work was going to provide it for me, but obviously, because I'm working from mine, that's not the case. So, I have not done it as of yet. So,
2: yeah, quick aside, when I was at the, the doctor's room, this elderly man told the greatest joke I've heard even more than this podcast. All right, are you ready for it, boys? Mm. So, his joke was, why don't they play cricket in China? Pray tell. Uh, I know where this is going, but go on. Because they've eaten all the bats.
1: It's good. Ha! It's good from him. It's, it's the... You got
0: absolutely dirties from the other people in the waiting room, but it is what it is. Still somehow not the most racist thing that's been said on this podcast. Um... No, so my cousin was getting his flu shot and he was taking his mom with him. And so my auntie hasn't left her house in like a month. So she was pretty excited to leave the house to go to the doctor and get her flu shot. You know, she's a little bit of adventure.
1: She <laughs> <laughs> just,
0: just <laughs> seems to leave the house maybe. Um, anyway, so they both got to the doctor's place and the doctor's like, no, no, don't come inside. I'll come outside to you. And so they parked their car and they sat in there. The doctor came out. And she gave him the flu shots through their windows. Jeez. Like, so they just rolled out the window, put their arms out and they just got so the, the shot. So the
2: doctor's arm went through the fucking window and just
0: stabbed. Yeah, basically. What? <laughs> why? That no, can't be right. That is, voila. Dude, trust me. This, I've got the Snapchat. I can show you guys. I can put, we can put on our <laughs> uh, story. But yeah, no, this is 100%. I don't know why she did it. I don't know why this happened. i would never heard of anyone else doing this. But yeah,
1: flu shot in your car. Drive through flu shot. Do did they, did they make it more difficult by only half putting down the window? Because like, you know how some of the windows don't go all the way down? It's like halfway through. Uh, as far
0: as I could tell, it looked like it went all the way down.
1: You just got to search for veins. That's, that's Why interesting. are you
0: trying to make the doctor's life difficult, mate? These people are saving lives.
1: I feel like he's making it difficult for himself. <laughs> Why didn't you just invite them into the room?
0: All right, guys. So that brings us to the end of the episode. And as per usual, we got our what did we learn? Um, so this week, I learned that I can convince myself that grooming is okay in about ten seconds.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. I, I learned that Eddie Woo actually, while we were oh, stopping God. recording, I had a look at Mister WooTube's subscribe account on YouTube. He has nine hundred and three thousand subscribers. What?
2: So what I've learned this week is not to invite Sen to your party because he'll flake after any slight inconvenience. Mm, So subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast app so you get notified whenever we post an episode. You can find our ship posts on Facebook and submit any questions, relationship problems, or rare units there or on Instagram or Twitter. And as always, don't forget the Google Docs.